Next on BYU Sports Nation, that's my quarterback. Okay, but who is the BYU quarterback now? Thank you, Tio. Speaking of quarterbacks, Blaine Fowler drops knowledge today in Studio B. Which quarterback gives BYU the best chance to win now? Jamal Williams has an NFL first for the Packers, a top 10 rankings jump, and a book of Eli with between the lines. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. I think we should do it live. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday, November 7th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who will make his first ever trip to New York City this month, Jason Shepard. New York City? That's right. I, I'm excited. The Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving, I will be in New York City calling uh, BYU basketball, taking on UMass and Alabama. What's your first stop during your New York City tour? Ooh. Um, and don't say serendipity or <laughs> no. I'm going to punch you in the face. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's, it's a tie between... Times Square in the Empire State Building. I, I think it's Times Square. I think it's Times Square. Times Square is kind of the iconic image yeah, yeah, yeah. of New York City, is it not? Yeah, I mean, because like, you've got Times Square, you've got uh, the Empire State Building, you've 30 got 30 Rock. Yeah, you've got 30 Rock, you've got the um, 9 11 Memorial, you've got, you know, Statue of Liberty. Like when, when the average person thinks about New York City, what comes to mind? For me, it's New Year's Eve in Times Square. Yeah. I'm going to be in New York on Thanksgiving Day. That's as, that's as close to that as possible. Did you get tickets to Hamilton? I did not get tickets to Hamilton. Fail, Jason. I'm going to go see Cats. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that still a thing? No, it's not. I don't Is that even, still a thing I don't right even now? think it's there anymore. Holy I don't know. Cow. But I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, yeah. good, good news, oh, Jason. What? Cats is back. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm not going to see Cats. No, I'm not. Uh, listen, you're going to be calling BYU basketball, and I have some great news. Yes. For you and the Cougars. Yes. The first bracketology is out for college basketball. Oh, yes. Stop what you're doing. You need the tourney train hat? Bracketology. I'll put it in my hands. Here we go. Oh. Bracketology is out. BYU is a seven seed. Really? In the NIT. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Our guys at New York City, NYC Buckets, bringing the goods today. So the tourney train will have to wait for another day. Seven seed in the NIT, huh? Yep, NYC Buckets. Unfortunately, we've discussed (laughs) our guys at NYC Buckets and their NIT bracketology all too often. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but enjoy New York City and cats, Jason. Thank you. Say hello to our friends I'm not there, won't you? Cats. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football headed for a Friday matchup at UNLV. The Cougars have never lost to the Rebels in Las Vegas. 8-0 all time. But BYU will play without starting quarterback Tanner Mangum. Had surgery yesterday. Who's the quarterback now? We shall discuss. Whoever the quarterback is, Jason. Head coach Kalani Satake 
understandably wants more big plays. Offensively, we just didn't have enough production, not enough, enough points on the board and not enough big plays compared to the week before. And um, Yeah, I guess I said we, we did, if I were going to go down, we're going to go down swinging. I didn't feel like we took enough swings. So, Who will take the swings this weekend for the Cougars? Who will step up and make the big play? For BYU to maintain that undefeated record all time against the Rebels in Sam Boyd Stadium, somebody has to, right? Somebody has to, and like like Coach Satake said, there just wasn't enough of them. And you could probably say it's not just that game. It's been this whole season. There just hasn't been enough of those big plays and those big swings, as Coach Satake discussed. We'll see if that happens this week uh, down, at, uh, down in Vegas, where it should be another BYU home game. Lavelle Edwards Stadium <laughs> yeah, South. Exactly. Congratulations to Jamal Williams scoring his first NFL touchdown on his only carry of the night for the Packers. Unfortunately for Green Bay, they lost to the Detroit Lions last night. He also had two catches for 31 yards. Also in that game, Ziggy Ansah, two tackles for Detroit. Jamal scored that touchdown with zeros on the clock. There was a penalty on the final play of regulation that put the ball on the two-yard line, and they handed it off to... Jay Swag Daddy into the end zone. And, and in a way, kind of got cheated. I understand you, like, you're going to lose the game regardless of what happens, so you don't really want to celebrate. But beyond that, he couldn't get overly excited because his team lost, and he couldn't do the Lambo leap. Like, he, he couldn't, he wasn't able to, to leap into the stands. Yeah, that, that kind of stinks. Yeah, I mean, he also threw the ball back to the referee. And I'm like, no, keep the keep ball! That. I have to imagine somebody got that for him. Maybe he wants to save it for a time when he can do the Lambo leap and be like, this was the second touchdown I ever scored. I didn't want to keep the first one because I didn't get to do the Lambo leap. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be afraid about doing the Lambo leap is that I couldn't leap high enough. That would be my biggest concern. Well, that's a legitimate fear for you. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you got to make it personal? <laughs> I mean, what? BYU men's basketball will hold media availability today. You can hear it on Behind the Mic via SoundCloud tonight. The Cougars will host Colorado College tomorrow in their final exhibition game. Watch that live on Wednesday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Then on Saturday, my friend, it gets real. Countdown to the Delta Four days away. Four days away from the regular season starting for BYU men's basketball. Who cares if it's against the projected worst college basketball team at the Division I level in America? Hey, or that according to NYC Buckets, it's going to end in the NIT as a seventh seed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can go meet with them face-to-face and help them decide otherwise. I'll be like, all right, you guys got it all wrong, okay? We're going to sit down and we're going to discuss this. Okay, yes. BYU women's volleyball jumps up one spot to number nine in the latest AVCA coaches poll after picking up a pair of wins last week. They beat Pacific and St. Mary's at home. The Cougars now... On the road for two, they are at Gonzaga on Thursday and then at Portland on Saturday. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Another quarterback quandary. We're looking at our quarterback uh, situation right now with um, with Bo and, and Joe as an open competition and play the best one and uh, – um, Cody Wilstead will be in the mix too. So, 
Uh, that's what it's come down to right now, and where we're at presently. Okay. Uh, a lot happening there in that soundbite <laughs> from BYU head football coach Kalani Satake. First of all, the quarterback competition is open. BYU is about to play game number 11, and the quarterback competition remains open. Wow. Typically, that would suggest things have not gone as planned. Yet here we are. The depth chart for this week's game in Las Vegas has Bo Hodge or Joe Critchlow as the starting quarterback. Bo Hodge or Joe Critchlow, which is showing you that the competition is open. Coach Sataki also mentioned Cody Wilstead in that last soundbite. Three guys, one with two games of starting experience who has hobbled in Bo Hodge, and the others just off missions in red shirts. One red shirt has been pulled. Jason, all of that said, roll out the Twitter question. Who is your starting BYU quarterback on Saturday and why? First tweet, at Twiggy or Stone. Bo, meaning Bo Hodge, not Bo Tanner, has looked okay this season but seems to still be a bit hurt. Might be time to, quote-unquote, look to the future and start Joe. Who's your starting BYU quarterback on Saturday? Let me list the three names once again that were referenced by Kalani Satake. Bo Hodge. Bo Hodge. Joe Critchlow. And Cody Wilstead. Jason, who are you going with? Look, I was somewhat surprised when Kalani mentioned that it was going to be an open competition. I just assumed, and it's really based on the depth charts for the entire season, that if Bo Hodge was healthy, he's the guy. You know what it tells me? He's not healthy, and that's why the yes, competition is and that, that is very open. well may be. It. But let's also not forget that the coaches probably don't want UNLV to know who will play. So, I mean, there may be some gamesmanship in there. But I would think that Bo would be the guy based on the time invested in him with reps this year and the fact that he's been in the system the longest. Now, with all that said, I can certainly understand that with three games to go, it can't hurt to see what competition can do. Nobody has played so well at the quarterback position that it's a no-brainer at this point. While Bo would seem to be the logical choice, in my opinion – I get not shutting the door on all of your options. Friday night football in Las Vegas. BYU, game number 11. Searching for their quarterback. I think at one point I said it's Saturday. Nope, it's Friday night football, which means it's on an ESPN, which means a lot of people are going to watch this. So who are you starting if you're BYU for game number 11? Jason, for me, if Bo Hodge is at least 80%, he's my guy. Yep. He gives you a chance to win. He has the playmaking ability that we have seen with our eyes with his legs. But are his legs healthy? Like, if if he can't be mobile, then that essentially eliminates the best part of his quarterback repertoire. He's not afraid to take shots down the field, to go down swinging. So I know Kalani Satake likes that about Bo Hodge. He's a gamer. He just makes plays. Doesn't always find the right read. But again, his elusive ability extends plays and causes havoc for opposing defenses. It was working for a while against Utah State. He had his moments against Wisconsin. He almost connected on a long touchdown pass with Jonah Trinneman against Fresno State by extending a play. But is he healthy enough? It's absolutely demoralizing for BYU to be in this situation. But it is what it is. There are injuries 
all over the roster. Yeah, I mean, it's been one of the storylines of this entire season. And, and, and like, you and I agree, Bo Hodge is the guy that we would expect to be the guy. And, and a lot of my reasoning is, and I, I keep coming back to this game, and you just alluded to it, the best quarterback play we've seen all year long was the first half at Utah State. And that was Bo Hodge, who was the quarterback. And I understand that it wasn't perfect, but there was a dynamic, um, I, I don't know if it was, there was something about the way that the offense was moving. It's, it's in a way we hadn't seen this year. And so if, I'm like you, if he's 75, 80%, in my opinion, he's got to be the guy. You've invested the most time in him. It was exciting, Jason. I think the word you're looking for yeah. is exciting. There was a there was this air of BYU can make a big play, yeah. you know, and he did it to Bo Tanner. I think when that happened, it was like whoa. We had he had one to Bo Tanner. He had one to Braden L. Backley. Yes, okay, the trick play, Badger, as it was called. <laughs> BYU has played five different quarterbacks this season for crying out loud, which brings us to a double stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jason, take the first one. All right, part one of our double stat of the day. The last time BYU's quarterbacks finished the season with more interceptions than touchdowns was 2003. Okay, 14 years ago. 14 years ago. And in that season, the BYU quarterbacks combined for 22 interceptions and 13 touchdowns. So far right now, in 2017... 15 INTs to 10 touchdowns. Okay, so headed to that uh, similar result. Something's got to change real quick if that's going to be averted. Hey, how about part two of our stat of the day, Jason? The last season. The last season, BYU had five different players attempt multiple passes. In a season was, guess what year, Jason? 2003? Yes, that is correct. 2003 was... Yikes. Not good. <laughs> the five quarterbacks, Matt Berry, John Beck, Todd Mortensen, Jackson Brown, Lance Pendleton, combined for 22 interceptions and 13 touchdowns. Where will that number end in 2017? If it's Bo Hodge, just maybe, just maybe it creeps up towards a one-to-one ratio. But is he healthy? That's the question. Is he healthy? Who's your starting BYU quarterback on Friday and why? Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN and get to the tweets. It's Twitter time. At Roland Hall, our our starting quarterbacks are doomed, so I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) (laughs) After I break a leg in the first five minutes, Bo can play without fear of the curse. Wow. Already predicting breaking his leg. Wow. At Jaker Kemp, Cody Wilstead. I hear he throws the best deep ball, and that's the only thing I want to see for the rest of the season. And then he has hashtag go deep or go home. (laughs) Plenty of answers coming in. Coming up, we'll talk about the impact of this week's competition and what it has on next year. More on that in 30 minutes. Everyone's favorite rich uncle, Blaine Fowler, joins us next. Who would he start at quarterback for BYU? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. Follow us 
at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We're talking about quarterbacks. Join Dave Blaine, who may or may not be sitting right next to me as we speak, David and Brian, for after further review tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. The guys look back on the loss at Fresno State. Preview Friday night's matchup at UNLV AFR, 7 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Kalani wants to take more shots. He wants to go down swinging. After further review, we'll show you just how much of that happened on Fresno and project what will happen, as Jason mentioned, against the Rebels in Vegas. BYU undefeated against UNLV in Sam Boyd Stadium all-time 8-0. and By the way, is the quarterback situation at BYU right now, in a way, the unofficial start to spring ball and next season already? I mean, how much of an impact of the competition to play in the UNLV game and the following games against UMass and Hawaii is the, I guess, signifier of what's to happen next season. Yeah, we'll discuss that in 20 minutes. Who is your starting BYU quarterback on Friday and why? At Seal underscore living tweets, and I'd start Johnny Linehan. He's not injured yet and could run the rugby option, plus a threat to quick kick anytime. Well, on fourth down, yeah, throw him in there. When, you, when you've got fourth and 19, we know, you know who you can go to. It's <sighs> a yellow card to all of us for even discussing. <laughs> that may that go right to the red for that one. <laughs> Let's be honest. Joining us now in Studio B is everybody's favorite Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, national champion quarterback. Hey, look at that, Jason, just like you said, he's sitting right next to you. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm undersized right now, though. His, okay. his chair kind of The chair won't go down. But look, at, look how much bigger Shep is than me. Wow. What I is feel, up with the height I, jokes I today? Little, I feel a little inferior right now. I feel like, I feel like I'm undersized and I maybe can't compete with Shep right now because he's, like, towering over me. Yeah. Uh, Said no one ever. Yeah, Blaine and, Blaine and Jason competing for, uh, <laughs> I guess, Studio B superiority. Okay. Uh, Blaine. <laughs> Who do you expect to be the quarterback on Friday and why? If, if Bo Hodge is healthy, so if his foot feels good and he can push off and he can move around, then I think that he'll be the guy. What is healthy, though, 80%? I just, just the ability to do all the things they need him to do in the offense, to run some zone read, to be able to be mobile in the pocket, all the things that make him the obvious guy. I mean, you guys were just talking about he's the most experienced guy. They let him compete for the job in spring ball and during fall camp. He's had reps in every practice that he's been healthy since spring ball. So he obviously has by far the most experience in the offense. The the question is, is he healthy? He he felt pretty good going into that game, but he he obviously had some pain in the foot because he struggled and he got up and he limped and he did all that. So I know they're going to evaluate that, and I think that that's why there is a quarterback competition. If he plays that whole game and there's no problem whatsoever, he looks 100% healthy, I don't know that you you open it up um, because he's, he's your most experienced guy. Um, I love the mechanics of Joe Critchlow. I think he has all the skills to run this offense and be really, really good. But I always worry about putting a true freshman who's only been off of a mission a few months into a game with the pressure on them of having to carry a football team. And where the, the running back position has been kind of a rotating couple different guys every single solitary week, that's a hard thing to put on Joe Critchlow. Quarterback, got to go carry the offense. You got to be involved in the run game. You got to make all the throws. You know, running back is a revolving door, so we don't have consistency there right now. You got to do this. That's a lot to put on a freshman. He'd be capable of doing that two years from now when he's got experience. I think you could say to Joe Critchlow, dude, this is on you. You have to carry this offense. He could do it then. It's too much to ask a freshman to do right now. 
I'm curious if your answer to this next question is the same or different than the one we just asked you. We just asked you, who do you expect to be the quarterback? Which quarterback do you think gives BYU the best chance to win? Is Johnny Linehan an option? <laughs> According to one of our... Uh, Lane? Yeah. Tweeters. Lane? No, I know. How about Micah Simon? Didn't he play quarterback yes, in high school? he did play quarterback So, in Gavin Fowler played quarterback in high school. Um, no, it is the same. It, but it depends on health. If Bo Hodge is healthy and he can run a little bit of that zone read and keep the defense honest so he can be part of the run game, if he can move around in the pocket and do all the things that he's physically capable of doing, I believe he gives him the best chance. His mobility is his best weapon. It's, and so, But if, if his foot is such that they just go, first of all, he's completely immobile, and second of all, we don't know if he re-injures that thing if he plays it again, then I think you have an obligation to try to get him healthy, and, th- and then you got to let, you know, you let Joe, Joe play. You know, so... And I know they threw Willstead into that, but but Willstead hasn't gotten a lot of reps, so so he's even less rep ready than Joe Critchlow is. And then Coy Detmer is still back there, but he wasn't mentioned by Kalani. Satanic. Yeah, and so and and then well, Kalani's basically said that he's it's it's the three he mentioned. Yeah, and so again, if you have to play Willstead, if he has to be the guy, that's like a disservice to him. You lose to another redshirt. You got to be. Yeah. And, and here's the worry, because right now. You're not just playing to win these next three games because that's the number one priority, but you're also playing for the future. And if one of these guys just absolutely struggles because of their lack of reps and knowledge of the offense and all of that, do you lose them forever? Do you lose them for another year? Do they not be the same person? Huge for, mental yeah. battle, right? And so it's hard to overcome going in as a freshman and playing awful. And and that. So that's a concern, especially when you don't have all of your weapons around you that have been really, really consistent. You know, they're starting to get some of these tight ends back. The running back is still questionable who's going to, you know, who's going to be there this week. With all of that question, I feel like experience is a big, big factor going into this week. So if Bo can go, if he's healthy, if he can move around, do all the things they need him to do, he's the most experienced guy. He gives you the best chance. How much does this season or what's left in it, three games, become preparation for next year and potentially set up a quarterback battle going into the 2018 season. Your backstretch of every season is, in a way, preparation for next season. Your backstretch of a season when you've only won two games is even more preparation for next season, especially with all the injuries that they've had this year. So coaches can say, we're just focusing on winning games, which they are. Like, they're not taking their focus off and saying, hey, let's play some guys, and if we don't win, that's okay. Absolutely not. They're preparing each week to win a game because momentum going into an offseason is also a big part of next year's success. So you can't just go mess around and try to figure out what you're going to do next year and lose another two games and, and finish the season with three wins because that stagnant kind of momentum going into the offseason is bad. So what you want to do is you want to get on a roll. So your number one priority is to win out. So you take some momentum in the offseason and these players go – yeah, see, we finally got it going. We're a little bit more healthy, um, and we and we finish strong. So you got to carry that. But you are looking to see what guys, even in the face of a bad season, are making plays. Who's the quarterback in spring yeah. ball? And, right? and and whoever is the guy these last three games and plays really well will be the number one guy going into spring ball. He'll have the advantage. Because where does Tanner Mangum fall in all Because you this? have to start with a depth chart going into spring, and that doesn't mean that it can't move around in spring. But the guy that kind of wins out these next three games and plays well – is going to have a huge upper hand going into spring ball. Speaking of Tanner Mangum, it's obviously a huge shame that his season came to an end the way it did with the Achilles injury. But when you look back 
on his season as a whole, how, how would you best evaluate Tanner Mangum this year? It, it was really up and down. It was inconsistent. And I think part of that is um, his injuries. His injuries made them change offensively what they had practiced in spring ball. Because they were doing a lot of under center stuff. And, you know, he hurt that ankle, so he missed games. He had to sit out. They morphed the offensive a little bit to try to accommodate Bo and, and Coy. And then when Tanner came back, it became really apparent that he couldn't move around. And people think of Tanner as a straight drop back guy. He's actually most comfortable kind of moving in different spots. And that kind of took it away from him. They changed the offense. Ty tried to go more shotgun. You know, they tried to account for not having running backs. So there's some reasons he was inconsistent. The thing that I feel really, really bad about, I felt like he was playing his best game of the season last week. At Fresno State, I agree like, with you. He was getting the ball out. He seemed confident. He seemed in command. And then he blows out the Achilles. And so I just felt like, man, I just I felt like I saw a light bulb go on. I felt like I saw a comfort level coming. Um, I think if he stays in the game and is healthy, we have a better chance to win it down the stretch. And so I feel terrible for Tanner because I feel like he's had these ups and downs that it hasn't been consistent like he wants it to be. I think injuries had a big part to that, not just his injury, but they went into fall camp expecting this to be a tight end-oriented offense with five really, really quality tight ends, a lot of two tight end and three tight end sets. They're all injured except for Bushman. <laughs> and then you move Nwigwe to tight end and Bushman. So you end up with a converted tackle in Bushman who was going to be one of the options, but one of the focal points of this offense was supposed to be Moroni Leolupututau because he's an unbelievable mismatch. Now imagine if you have those two, if you have Bushman and Moroni line up, then you tell the quarterback, whoever gets isolated on a safety or linebacker, Throw to him. that's your guy. Throw to him. Because that's a complete mismatch. And, and now you see people bracketing Bushman. You see, and so it, it's harder when you just have one. When you have multiple tight ends, it creates all kinds of problems defensively. And that was kind of the plan coming out of spring ball and through the summer. And then all these guys go down. Baldry yeah. goes down. Hunter goes down. They just all go down. So I think injuries around him caused there to be inconsistency offensively. And then injuries to himself forced them to change the offense. So he never had a chance to get on a roll. And then he finally looks like, hey, I think, I think the light bulb won. I think this kid's getting it. And he blows out the Achilles. Oh. And so I just, I, I'm just, I feel terrible for him. And you guys know Tanner. He is an unbelievable kid. Yes, he is yeah. an unbelievable kid that has battled through all of this. So I hate to see this. But injuries are the part about football yeah, I hate. I hate him. I've had Gavin go through two ACL reconstructions, our son. You know, we, our other kids were relatively healthy. Yeah. I was relatively healthy. It's a part of the game that I hate. No matter whether it's our most hated opponent or on our own team, I hate to see kids get injured. Well, Tanner is, I mean, and then you bring in the recovery time. You, you got to think he's out of spring ball. Oh, he's, and, he's out of spring. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's out of spring ball. When, There's no way he's playing no, spring ball. It's, and, and, exactly. And, and Achilles, so I'll do my orthopedic guy side of this thing. I mean, if, I've talked to a bunch of orthopedic surgeons yesterday because that's what I do when I'm not. And, and they said, best case scenario for, for reconstruction of, of uh, Achilles is six months. That's the best. That's a best case scenario, and that would be like phenomenal rehab and a great successful surgery and all that. That's, that would that's, be May. That's a best case scenario. Wow. And how many of them are best case scenarios? And so, and some people struggle to ever come back from those. And so, it's a six months to a whenever, is what they're saying on that thing. And so, it's probably somewhere in between. That that absolutely counts him out of spring ball. If he has phenomenal recovery and can get back in the summer, that would be that would be fantastic. I wouldn't put that past Tanner. He's a hard worker. But uh, this is a tough, tough injury. And when you come back from it physically, 
you have lots of guys have a hard time trusting it yeah. after that because all you do you just step back and push off of it and it blew out. You go back and look at that film and go, man, I didn't even do anything. I just blew that thing out. And so there's a confidence issue that comes with it too, that after the thing is physically ready to go, now you got to overcome the mm. mental tentativeness with it. It's it's a hard one, guys. It is a really difficult injury to get 100% back yeah. from. So Tanner's got a long road, but I wouldn't put it past him because he's a hardworking kid. Well, we wish the best to Tanner Mangum. He had surgery yesterday uh, and uh, thus begins the long road to recovery. Blaine, great stuff. Watch more of Uncle Beat tonight on After Further Review with the rest of the guys in Studio C as they break down Fresno and look ahead to UNLV. Thanks, guys. You got it, man. Who's your starting BYU quarterback on Friday and why? That is our Twitter question today. At Laser Sheep, Bo Hodge. He's shown confidence, a big arm, and mobility already this season. He's aggressive, and that's what Kalani is after. But is his mobility yep. good enough given his injury? We'll find out. Coming up, what impact does this week's quarterback situation have on next season's quarterback battle? We'll discuss. Yeah, we started that conversation with Blaine Fowler, and we'll continue. But next... The Book of Eli on Between the Lines with Lauren Franken. BYU basketball junior guard goes undercover. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. It's snowing in Provo. (laughs) No. It was 68 degrees like three days ago. Uh, By the way, we're on demand anytime, anywhere. Hey, tonight is BYU football with Kalani Satake. You can tune into BYU TV and BYU Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Tonight's player guest is linebacker Adam Pulsifer. Ah, yes. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football continues preparation for Friday's matchup at UNLV. They've never lost to the Rebels in Las Vegas, 8-0 all-time. But obviously without starting quarterback Tanner Mangum, who's the guy on Friday night? How many times do you think we're going to hear Rebels? See, I don't mind it in the football stadium, but in (laughs) Thomas and Mack, the basketball arena, it's probably one of the sounds I hate the most in life. (laughs) Wow, in life. Wow, that's strong. Jamal Williams, speaking of strong, scores his first NFL TD on his only carry of last night's Packers loss to the Detroit Lions. He also had two catches for 31 yards in that same game. Ziggy Ansah, two tackles for Detroit. BYU men's basketball with weekly media availability today in advance of tomorrow's final exhibition at home against Colorado College. 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio tomorrow night. You can watch it live. You can also hear today's media availability tonight on Behind the Mic on SoundCloud. BYU Women's Volleyball jumps up one spot to number nine in the latest AVCA coaches poll after picking up a pair of wins last week. The Cougars are at Gonzaga on Thursday and at Portland on Saturday. Hey, in honor of uh, men's basketball being only four days away, it's time to see if students can put a face to the name and recognize the athletes, y'all. When they're not suited up, the Book of Eli. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. The junior starting guard, Elijah Bryant, will be a force to be reckoned with on the court this season. And I guarantee we're going to be hearing his name a lot during the games. But what about when he goes on campus? Will fans recognize that distinguishing mohawk in that six foot five frame? This is Undercover Athlete. There's a lot of fans out here, but we need to find the real BYU fans. Agreed. You ready to do this? Ready to do it. Let's do it. Uh, 
What are you most excited about BYU sports this year? Well, I was most excited for soccer. I really like men's volleyball. Do you go to any of the basketball games? No, I haven't yet. Do you watch BYU sports? I don't. Not really. Not really. Do you watch any basketball games? No. No basketball games. No one watches basketball. What are you most excited about BYU sports this year? Basketball. Basketball. So do you know any of the players on the team? Uh, I don't. You don't? I don't even know. I think all the ones I liked are gone now. Really? Really? <laughs> Is there a Haas that plays on it? There is a Haas. Okay, him. Yoli. I know Nick Emery. Nick Emery. TJ Haas. TJ Haas. Who's the other guard that, that starts as well? I don't know. You don't know? So Elijah Bryant probably doesn't ring a bell. No. One of the players on the team. You wouldn't know who Elijah Bryant is, would you? I don't. You don't? Does, does Elijah Bryant ring a bell to you? No? Okay. I've heard the name, yeah. Really? That guy, man. He plays football, right? I'm not sure, though. What do you think about that guy? Pretty. Pretty cool. Decent. Yeah. Pretty cool. He's cool. He's cool. Who is the best guy on the basketball team? Um, think hard and long about this one. Come on. Give me some options. You gotta give it's 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 not it's got, multiple choice, it's it's, it's filling the blank. Response. Haas for sure. But Haas doesn't have a lot of hair. You you have more hair than TJ Haas. I'm trying to figure out how to make the basketball team and I was wondering if you'd give me a few tips on how to make it. I think it only takes one shot. One shot. You know Steph Curry? Steph Curry. When he does that tunnel run shot thing. Exactly. Just do that. Okay. And you'll be good. And also go to Nickel City and play that Nickel five City. cent arcade. Being tall is pretty, Being pretty tall? handy. Being tall? You're pretty, you're pretty tall, though. I'm pretty tall, but it's just like I'm trying to figure out, like, hone in on my skills to oh, be able to okay. make it. So that's why I'm struggling. You need to buy some Jordans for sure. Jordans for sure. I would always wear, like, a big baller brand t-shirt. Just, I mean, shoot it like Jimmer does, dribble it like Michael Jordan, all that okay. kind of stuff, right? Perfect. Just, like, watch the best, be the best. Perfect. It's all about the buckets. So all about the can, buckets. If you can get some slam dunking and you're, you're set. I'm trying to figure out how to, like, make the basketball team, like I'm trying to walk on. You're on so, it. Me? I saw you. Oh, uh, how's it going? Elijah, nice to meet you. You know, anybody on the team that has a mohawk or anything? No. <laughs> no. No, no. So, uh, Elijah Bryant sometimes like to walk around campus holding a mic, interviewing people. Do you know who that is? You don't? What about the guy with the mohawk? What's his name? Uh, I forgot his name. He stands about 6'5". He likes to wear white and gray sometimes. You wouldn't know who that is, right? No, it's... He's standing right in front of you. Is holding that you? The mic. How's it going? Elijah Bryant. <laughs> nice to meet you, man. Well, I'm Elijah Bryant. I'm on the basketball team and I'm a guard. Nice to meet you. Like <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you so much. I'm Elijah Bryant. <laughs> nice to meet you. I play for the basketball team. So, nice to meet you, man. Um, so... I'm trying to figure out how I can make the basketball team. Uh, aren't you kind of on it right now? Me? Yeah. I, no, no, no. So, like, I'm... Dude, I work for BYU TV. Pretty positive. I, I, I've seen you play. What's my name? Elijah Bryant. There you go. <laughs> nice to meet you, man. Can I get a picture? Of course, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Elijah Bryant is a really good sport. I was so surprised how many people did not recognize him especially with that mohawk but we need to get him on more because he was phenomenal in front of the camera so make sure you go to the men's basketball exhibition game tomorrow and then their season opener is on saturday in the marriott center next week on between the lines we're going to do an elite versus street with the hockey team i'm going to be suited up i'm going to have the pads on 
And uh, everyone pray for me because it'll be a special experience. Follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BOUBTL. Yes, next week on Lauren Gets to Have Fun. <laughs> yes, woo! Okay, but I said, I was like, I will not go in goal because if something happens to my face, all the hockey players have missing teeth. That's and... why you wear the big yeah, you gotta have mask. the Yeah, the, the padding like and the mask. It, it finds a way in there anyway. They always they have messed up faces. Should we? We've got they? a hockey puck right oh, here. Should we just a, try and see? Have you looked right at now? goalies' faces? Seriously, no, you no. type in NHL goalie faces; they're the prettiest of all the hockey players <laughs> okay, because well. they're fully covered. All right, well that might change things. But <laughs> I, I'm putting on pressure. When Lauren yeah, gets like, there, they're gonna like we get have in the goal, all the Lauren. equipment except the mask. Oh, we forgot the mask and the helmet. You'll <laughs> by, be fine though. By the way, we've done this a few times. Undercover athlete uh-huh. like Elijah Bryant set the standard really high. He was good. Wasn't his straight he? face and his wit in the moment really good. Well, I was even like, hey, do you need some help? Uh, you know, no one says like, nope. Takes the mic. He's like, see ya. He just he knew what he was I doing. Was really was good. Awesome. I'm with Lauren though. I mean, like, if, like we obviously know him in his game and whatnot, but just if for no other reason than the hair, the hair, like you would think that would be, that would tip people off. I like the final kid though, who was sticking to his guns. He's like, oh, no, yeah, I'm like, pretty sure you're on the oh, team. You are. Can I get a picture? I, I watched you play. Did you, did you notice that? Oh, no. When Elijah touched his shoulder and he was like, <laughs> his, his eyes were like, yes. Good stuff. Thank All you, right. Lauren. Thanks, guys. Good luck with hockey. See you next week or maybe oh, not. Oh boy. <laughs> who is your starting BYU quarterback on Friday? Coming up. Maybe it's Lauren. Maybe. Hey. She's willing to play hockey. Who knows? Coming up, men's golf is in action, and there's a cougar in first place. More on this coming up in The Whip. And how much impact does what happens this week on the BYU football field at the quarterback position affect next year's starting QB? This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Speaking of that, it's part of Super Tuesday on BYU TV. Spencer just mentioned you can catch the rebroadcast of BYUSN 6 p.m. Eastern. That's followed by After Further Review at 7 Eastern. Then we cap it all off with BYU football with Kalani Satake at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Super Tuesday on BYU TV. So when I last said your name at the beginning of uh, this segment, Jason, I, I was reminded of a memory my mom recently shared with me and every member of my extended family. Okay. Uh, and that is when I was apparently five years old or six, I went into her and I said, why is my name Spencer? I don't like my name. I want a cool name. And so she <laughs> said, okay, well, what do you want your name to be? And I said, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, it is cool part, name, it man. Is, it is part of the cool club. Also, you were the cool Power Ranger, Jason, the Red Ranger, right? Yeah, I wish you were Blue Ranger, but that's fine. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your starting BYU quarterback on Friday? Who's the Blue Ranger for the Cougars <laughs> in Las Vegas, NY? At Calmere says, I turned 67 today, have a bad back, but... I have eligibility, unlike Ziggy did. I know how to put pads on. Play me at quarterback. 67-year-old Calmere putting his name in the hat. We'll get the message to Kalani. Wow. (laughs) What impact does this week's quarterback competition have on next season? We started down that path a little bit with Blaine Fowler. But here is the reality of the situation, starting with Tanner Mangum. Best-case scenario – with an Achilles injury that he has, 
six months and he can get back to training. But there is everything that goes along with it in the rehab, getting the calf strengthened after his Achilles is okay. And will he be ready in time for fall ball? And can he do things over the summer? I don't know. Look, Blaine showed us a picture of an Achilles injury. It was not Tanner's. But it was a pitcher. And first of all, I almost lost my breakfast. Uh, <laughs> second of all, to think that somebody could come back from what we saw in six months and be able to play at that high of a level is miraculous if that could happen. Yeah, and Achilles, along with the uh, patellar tendon, which Blaine yeah. also referenced to right. us off air, two really difficult injuries to recover fully from. So... We'll see what we get from Tanner Mangum. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him because of his mentality and his attitude and how hard he works. But there is a real scenario where BYU could be starting somebody other than Tanner Mangum next year. And he does have a year of redshirt available to him if he wants it. Look, you talking about keeping it real. I say we keep it really real. Okay. We look at next year. Hit it. Oh, my goodness. What are we doing? Countdown to the Wildcats. <laughs> oh. 298. <laughs> that just happened. That just happened. <laughs> 298 days. Really? Wow. Really? Oh, 298 days. How do you feel about that? What we just did. <sighs> Why can't we just talk about the quarterback situation right, going into that. spring yeah, ball? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Spring football. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> we haven't even started basketball season yet. <laughs> we have a countdown to basketball that isn't at zero yet. So can we avoid the Wildcats? Yeah, we can't have multiple countdowns, especially when oh, one's still goodness. on a season that's not even over Okay. Yet. Uh, yeah, who will be the starting quarterback in 298 <laughs> days, Jason? The final three games of the regular season, spring ball, the summer, fall camp, all factor into that. Are you putting your chips on Tanner Mangum getting healthy, or is this an audition between Bo Hodge and Joe Critchlow to be the guy going into the next season? Look, I, I don't know how whoever comes out of this quarterback competition for right now and for the remainder of this year, I'm with Blaine, I, I don't know how that person doesn't immediately go into the offseason as the number one guy. And... I know Kalani, and, and Blaine referenced this, Kalani said yesterday, we're not worrying about down the line. We're worrying about winning the games now, and that's the decision that we're making. It's going into winning games now. I get that. But I also think that a byproduct of that is whoever wins this, and I do think it's Bo, goes into the offseason as the number one guy. And, and quite honestly, because there are so many unknowns with what Tanner will be dealing with in terms of the rehab and coming back and the strength and the Achilles and, and all those things involved, I, I really think that you're probably looking at if Bo is the guy that moves forward the rest of this year. I, I think he's probably your guy going into next year. I really do. Because he's healthy and getting reps. You know, healthy being the operative word, because this week we don't know if he's even healthy. Like, this is silly. It really is a silly situation to have to go through this. Five, five quarterbacks? Five? Five quarterbacks. And we're not all the way through the season. Cody Wilson's been thrown in as a potential six. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you look at all the guys that are in the mix. You've got, obviously, the guys that we're talking about now in, in Tanner, Bo, Joe, didn't mean to rhyme, and, and Cody. But then you're bringing in Zadok Dinkelman will be here next year. Who knows if they go after a JC quarterback? You, you have no idea. 
So, I mean, there are, there are scenarios involved that aren't even in place yet that could play into next year. Holy cow. Are you not, well, I'm not going to say entertained, because that's not the right word. Uh, fascinated? <laughs> because this is near unprecedented quarterback situation for BYU football. Yes, this is ridiculous. Who's your starter for BYU at quarterback on Friday and why? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. At Ridgeline underscore day, starting quarterback depends on the goal. Win games now, Bo Hodge. Win games in the future, Joe Critchlow. Experience matters, especially looking at 2018. Can't Bo Hodge be the guy to win games now and in the future? Like, I, I don't understand why it would have to be Critchlow if you're all in on the future. Like, Bo Hodge still has a year of eligibility after this season. He's a junior, so yeah. why couldn't he be the guy now and for the future. Look, if he's if whoever your future is, you kind of want them to have. Or are you talking? I mean, unless Ridgeline underscore Day is talking about long term future, but there are so many unknowns because of what you just referenced. Who else is coming into the program? Yeah, I mean, there, there's there. Like I said, there's people who will be in the mix that aren't even, you know, on the ground in Provo yet. You want to win games now and next year? Then I think Bo Hodge is the guy, unless he's not healthy. And then you put Joe Critchlow in scenarios that Blaine Fowler pointed out are very difficult for a freshman coming off of a mission to deal with. But who knows? Maybe he excels. Maybe his mechanics get the better of the defenses on the back half of the schedule. I don't know. How about this one? Throwing in a wild card or a wildcat option. Mm. Uh, at Shea Lawrence C. Austin Kofensis. He should start all games in November just because of his mustache. <laughs> Also, I want to see him throw a pass. Yes, I want to see the Tebow <laughs> jump pass at the goal line or something, just to keep def- like defenses honest, right? <laughs> Holy cow. At OK level, Hodge, he's got a bit more game and practice experience, and if healthy, gives us the best chance of winning the game. Hashtag Nuff said. All right. Coming up, Jay Swag Daddy finds the end zone for the first time. And with zeros on the clock, and BYU women's volleyball moves up in the latest ABCA Top 25. They make a move in the top 10. More on that and other stories coming up in today's Whip Around. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Blaine Fowler and Lauren Frankham with Between the Lines. Elijah Bryant, also fantastic in BTL. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, Greg Rubel, Heather Olmstead, and Diljeet Taylor, who I apparently really freaked out at the uh, BYU Sports Halloween Spooktacular. Yeah. I know. But you know what? Hey, it was all in the name of Alice Cooper yes. and Wayne's World. <laughs> Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU football continues its preparation for Friday's matchup at UNLV. They will be without starting quarterback Tanner Mangum. Coach Kalani Satake said yesterday there is an open competition for the QB position. Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams scores his first NFL touchdown on his only carry, and the Green Bay Packers lost to the Lions last night. He also had two catches late in that game for 31 yards. Ziggy Ansah and the Lions, obviously victorious. He had two tackles for Detroit. Men's basketball. 
Hoops holds its weekly media availability later this afternoon in advance of tomorrow's final exhibition game at home against Colorado College. You can tune in to tomorrow's game at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch on BYU TV, listen on BYU Radio. You can also hear today's media availability tonight on Behind the Mic on SoundCloud. Cougars overseas. Kalani Purcell and the Melbourne Boomers beat the Dandenong Rangers 60-57 to with Purcell scoring a couple of points. Volleyball. BYU women's volleyball jumps to number nine in the latest ABCA coaches poll after picking up a pair of wins last week. The team will be on the road for two matches this week, beginning Thursday at Gonzaga. Golf. After day one of the St. Mary's Invitational, the BYU men's golf team in seventh place at six over par. Patrick Fishburne tied for first at four under par. That dude is balling out on the golf course. Holy cow. Round two continues today at Poppy Hills Golf Club. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it today, Jason? Chase Swag Daddy. Oh, yeah. First NFL yes, touchdown. Absolutely. It's got to go to Jamal Williams. Yeah, we'll give him the credit that he didn't get to enjoy with the Lambo Leap because it came in a loss. Yeah, or just enjoy the celebration. The or, or apparently keep the – I didn't football, notice that he handed man. the football off to keep the ref. the football. Uh, I do need to make a correction. At Russ Melrose tweets in, come on, Spencer, get it together. <laughs> Bo Hodge is a sophomore and has two years left after this one. Shaking my head. Okay, you're right. He redshirted last year. Was it shaking my head or SMH? It was SMH. Okay, I just wanted okay. to. Okay, well, Bye. you know, I'm sorry. I, I spelled that out. Uh, or I spoke that out, rather. <laughs> yes, Bo Hodge is a sophomore. Why can't he be the guy for the future was my point. Yes, and it is a point well taken. Who's your starting BYU quarterback on Friday? At G. Hansen 25. Hodge, because he was playing well enough before he got hurt, and he is mobile. But is he mobile? I don't know. Our elite tweet of the day, at JSJ35. There's got to be an Uncle Rico available <laughs> with some eligibility among all the Provo All-Stars. <laughs> oh, there's an Uncle Rico you know for sure. Somebody's sitting like, if they just gave me a call, I could... I could could handle my business right there. Hey, we read one of those tweets, didn't we? At Cal Mary, 67 years old today. Who knows? Let's try it. Why not? Do you want to be Uncle Rico? No, I don't. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand at BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Tom Young. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern.